Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Welcome to Political Beatdown. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by Michael Cohen. We've got breaking news at the top of the show. The appellate division in New York has rejected Donald Trump's request of a stay. Now in the damages phase of New York Attorney General Letitia James' lawsuit against Donald Trump, we already previously talked about how Judge Ngoron granted partial summary judgment in favor of New York Attorney General Letitia James. All of the other causes of action, the disgorgement or damages, now goes to trial as Donald Trump's attempt to derail it has been rejected. I want to see how that impacts Michael Cohen's deposition of Donald Trump, which was scheduled for next week. Let's find out about that. Also, these congressional hearings in the sham impeachment inquiry backfired in the faces of these MAGA Republicans. Wow. I know people say Democrats got to work on their messaging. I'm telling you, these Democrats right now, led by Hakeem Jeffries, the Democratic minority leader, that was messaging like I've never seen before because they came with facts. They came with evidence. And you can compare that to whatever the hell Donald Trump did at a non-union shop in Michigan, where Donald Trump pretended to be at a union shop. And he had a bunch of basically like actors pretending that they were part of a union. What a disastrous <laughs> speech that was. And again, compare that to Breaking news, President Biden in Arizona to open up a library for the late great Senator John McCain and a very strong speech President Biden gave in favor of our democracy. A lot to discuss. Michael Cohen, and you're right in the center of it all. We got, we got a oh. Congress may not have a fact witness, but we've got a fact witness right here. That, that we Cohen. do. The brigade, the brigaders have someone, you know. I feel like I feel like the fighter in the ring, and I got, you know, I got thousands and thousands of you know, cut men and ringside guys, you know, here with me on this uh this journey. Well, first of all, I just received a text message uh, from CNN advising me that it's on Monday. It is on. You know, a lot of a lot of people were discussing whether or not that the case was going to be moving forward uh, simply because, you know, obviously Trump is going to file an appeal based upon the determination of Judge uh, Ngoron uh, the other day. Well, it's on and it is happening on Monday. Uh, right now, as we speak, and I do not even have the answer yet, so it will be coming um, officially from my lawyers. But on Tuesday, October 3rd, Donald Trump is required to sit for a transcribed and a videotaped uh, deposition in the frivolous $500 million lawsuit that he filed against me in the Southern District of Florida, of Miami. Well, one of the issues that arose is now Alejandro Brito makes the claim that as a result of what just transpired and the fact that Trump is going to be on trial on Monday, that they should not have to sit for Tuesday's deposition. Whoa. Why? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question, Ben. Why? Well, because it turns out that Brito believes that Trump may be needed to speak to people during the trial in order to provide them with information and that he cannot be sidetracked with things like um, the deposition, the court-ordered deposition in the Donald Trump versus Michael Cohen case. Well, I'm pretty sure that the judge in this specific case, considering it's court-ordered, first court order was adjourned because Todd Blanche, another Trump attorney, was desperately needed to be at this um, deposition. Why? Well, I'm, again, I'm glad you asked me, Ben. The reason why he needs to be there is because 
Trump is concerned that some of the questions that might counsel Donya Perry and Ben Brodsky might be asking Donald could potentially implicate him in other crimes uh, or other indictment cases that he is currently involved with and does not want to impede his ability to plead the fifth against self-incrimination. So it's highly unlikely that the judge is going to grant any extensions uh, or any changes. The judge also stated that, and this is prior, that this date is set in stone. It's not like they didn't know that the October 2nd trial of the New York Attorney General's case was moving forward, that that too was set in stone. He could have prepared better. He could have brought this up to the judge when September 6th, uh, when you know Donald uh, elected not to show up for that court-ordered deposition, and again, because Todd Blanche's daughter or someone in the family was having a child and he needed to be there. No problem. We extended the courtesy. He's a good lawyer. He deserves it. However, at this point in time, there is no valid reason to do it. Um, I may actually head down to Florida to be at that deposition. That's another issue that's before the court. Wow. I certainly would like to sit in that in that room um, opposite the table of Donald while they're doing the deposition. One thing for certain uh, is, number one, I have to get uh, authorization from, uh, believe it or not, from the uh, Bureau of Prisons, from Department of Corrections, still on paper with that shit. Uh, but uh, not only do I have to get that, uh, 100%, I will, no matter what, whether I go or I don't go, I definitively want to be there via Zoom so that I could ensure that the statements that Donald is making are truthful and accurate. And of course, if they're not, I can immediately text my counsel. You know, um, one other thing that you that you brought up is um, this whole issue of, you know, like, the polls and what's happening in terms of between Donald and uh, between uh, Joe Biden and, you know, the distinction between the two. You know, this is a topic that I want us to hit uh, later on in the show. But, you know, I don't believe any of these polls that we're seeing right now, whereby the two of them are head to head. I don't care what anyone says in a general election. There's no way, Ben, that we're talking about uh, somebody who you characterize him best, empathetic, American, patriotic, the whole nine yards is equal at 46% to a guy who's twice impeached, four times indicted, sexual assaulter, business closed down, uh, charity closed down. You know, there's no way in the world that these two are operating at the same level. It's just, I just don't see it as being possible. Yeah, but I would tell everybody, you know, use that as motivation because the best day you could start getting involved politically and registering voters and sending the political beatdown links and Midas Touch Network links to people, the best day you could have done it was yesterday. The next best day to do it is today. We still have a lot of time before the election, although it's going to be here before you know it. So get involved right now. But you said a lot, Michael Cohen. And I'm not going to just move on to the next. Well, Ben, topic. if I could, if I could add one thing, because it just came through the wire for me uh, in the Trump lawsuit in Florida, the judge just stated that the deposition will take place, will be on October 3rd. Um, and well, that's according, that's according to the reports of, um, you media sources that happen to be there in the room at the moment. So I guess you can't get better, you know, than that in terms of a source. Well, that's why it's important, unlike the MAGA Republicans, to have the fact witness. You know, when we do shows here on the Midas Touch Network, we go to the source. We go to Michael Cohen, and Michael Cohen oh, just got beat down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but Cohen just got the huge breaking news. While we are live, Cohen, October 3rd? October 3rd. What time? I believe it's 9 o'clock in the morning. October 3rd, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Donald Trump will be deposed in the lawsuit that he filed against Michael Cohen that he so cowardly 
pathetically, desperately tried to avoid. And I'll say this just to give all of our viewers the history. He sued Michael Cohen for $500 million in the federal court in the Southern District of Florida when back in April. And pretty much since the outset, Donald Trump has been ducking. His lawyers said, oh, it would be so embarrassing to Donald Trump. It would harm his reputation. That's actually what Donald Trump's lawyer put. Then they came up with the, oh, Donald Trump wants to invoke his Fifth Amendment rights against self-incrimination, so he needs another lawyer. Delay, delay, delay. But Cohen, you stuck with it. And now you're getting Donald Trump's deposition, October 3rd, 9 a.m. So to and the next point, Michael. Can Cole, you yeah. imagine? Can you imagine that when I'm when I ultimately release excerpts of that deposition, uh, whether transcript or videotape, no different than the videotape that we all saw from the E. Jean Carroll case? Could you imagine? You know, there's a, um, you know, Mr. Trump. Can you please explain how you came up with, for example, the $500 million number in terms of damages <laughs> that you believe that Michael Cohen caused you? What, what aspect of your economics has been damaged as a result of, well, not even go into the specific topic yet, of what aspect of Michael's statements have caused you the damage? Well, you know, I'm really popular, and I'm a star, and stars can do anything, right? And, you know, you already know what I'm able to do. I can't do that anymore. No, no, no. Okay, grabbing women by their private parts is not something that's compensable, right? That's actually something that you end up paying out, not something that, yeah, well, I'm not able to do a lot of things and it's taken away a lot of opportunities, okay? Uh, they were huge opportunities, really, really super big. They were great, spectacular opportunities, much bigger even, many people will say, much bigger than even running for the presidency. And it's that's going to be the type of responses that you're going to get. They're all self-laudatory. They're all stroking your own ego, talking about how wonderful you are and all of the opportunities that people would have come to him with, but for the statements that I made. Now, if we're not even going to get into on this show because it would be the entire show. What aspects of the statements that I have made are untruthful? What I mean, you may not like the statements that are made about you, but as we all know, that the defense to defamation is veracity. It's the truth. And that's exactly what, especially here on Political Beatdown, on Midas Touch Network, on Mea Culpa, it's nothing but the truth. All right. And, you know, he's going to have a very, very tough time on this one. Now, that's even been assuming for a second that he even actually shows up. You know, mm -hmm. he has a lot to lose by showing up. In fact, I believe he has even more to lose by showing up than simply by ducking it and allowing the court to dismiss it with prejudice in order to save his own ass. You know, that's really what I believe, because once he's sitting down for that, the court has already said that he cannot take the fifth on every single question that's asked. The court's just not going to accept that. And if he wants to invoke the Fifth Amendment, he has to explain to the court the reason why he's invoking the Fifth, and the court will make a determination post-deposition whether or not Donald Trump has to come back and answer all of those questions. So we could actually end up with a second bite of the apple on him. You know, I'm really happy. <laughs> like you, in so many ways, you just it, it gave me so much joy learning that. And I'm so freaking proud to be your co-host here that you did not let him do the normal Trump crap. You held him accountable. You and your lawyers continued to go to the judge. And that deposition is now going to take place on October yep. 3rd. But you said something else really big as well. Now that you know this deposition is going, you said here for the first time on Political Beatdown, if possible, you want to be in that room 
yes. with Donald Trump? Would that be the first time in a long while you would be in the room staring him down, watching him and seeing him who brought this lawsuit, who who did so much to try to destroy your life? You're going to be when was the last time you were in a room with him? Oh, my God, that would be in 20. Wow, I would say it would have to be at the very beginning, the latest of 2018. Uh, I mean, let's let's remember since since at least the raid April 6th of uh, 2018, when they raided my home, the hotel I was staying at with my family, uh, I haven't even spoken to him, let alone seen him. So it was several months before the raid that I had seen him in Washington. So we're talking about, wow, um, over four years. Though I'm pretty wow. sure he's seen me a few times on television as well. I mean, I have seen him on television, uh, just as I'm sure he's seen me. So, <laughs> uh, Everybody here on Political Beatdown, it's why this show, to me, isn't just a show, right? This is living history right now you all just watch this live the same way we were live last time when the new york attorney general uh prevailed on summary judgment but you just watched live as michael cohen got the notice that this deposition is going forward and you all heard for the first time that michael cohen may in fact be there in the same room after about four years with donald trump Donald Trump sued Michael Cohen for $500 million back in April. Like the pathetic coward that Donald Trump is, he's tried desperately to avoid being deposed in the case that he filed against Michael Cohen, and Michael Cohen stuck with it. And now you're going to have this deposition. Can I come with you? Can you? Can I? Be, can I become your lawyer for the day? I want to. I want to be. <laughs> I want to be in the room and watch. Maybe you know, we can do. I'll separate church and state. Could you imagine if we did the political state. beat down right from the deposition room? I'm. I'm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm only. Like I'm gonna. I'm gonna separate church and state as much as the lawyer in me would love to be there. I'm a media now. I'm a host now anyway. So big news there, though, to report. Uh, we just broke there. Also, as I mentioned at the top of the show, Salty, you can pull up the order that the New York Attorney General case will be proceeding on the remaining causes of action, which includes the disgorgement. That's the monetary damages component as well. Um, and here's what it says. The petitioners moving for a stay of the trial and the underlying action pending the hearing and determination of the aforesaid proceeding. Now, upon reading and filing the papers with respect to the motion and due deliberation having been had thereon, it is ordered that the motion for a stay of trial filed by Donald Trump is denied the interim relief granted by a justice of this court entered on September 14, 2023, is hereby vacated, entered September 28, 2023, signed by the clerk of the court. And here's where I want everybody, though, to even think about what we were talking about at the beginning of the show with the polls, where we are now as a country. And one of the things I want to stress here, not just on this show, but across the network, you got to keep on going. You got to stay steady, right? These MAGA Republicans, the fascism, they're trying to psych you out. They're trying to make you feel defeated. They're trying to make you think that there is no hope. And they do something sometimes that makes you feel like, oh, how am I going to do this? I'm seeing this. I'm seeing that. You got to stay the course. You got to be steady. You got to keep on going because fascism, malignant, narcissistic, sociopathic people like Donald Trump, their whole modus operandi is wearing you out. 
You know, Ben, I'm so glad that you actually brought it up because regularly when I sit and I meet with people who I don't know, they're just supporters of whether it's Beatdown, Mea Culpa, whether it's just me, you, uh, just all of us combined. Um, they're like, this must be so hard on you. And the answer is, it is. It's so much harder than people than people know. You think... Um, being involved in these types of depositions. As you know, I'm also number six on government's witness list for the New York Attorney General's case. Uh, then I'm also number one on the um, Manhattan DA's case, even though the number that you're given has nothing to do with when they ask you to come in and uh, sit, you know, uh, in the in the, in the uh, witness box. Uh, it's just, you know, where your name falls on the on the list. And I got to tell you, the way I describe it to them is there's only one way to beat Trump. And you can't try to sprint this. It's the same way with this lawsuit. You can't try to sprint it and bring, you know, bring it home. I didn't file a motion to dismiss right off the rip as soon as, you know, I received that frivolous action. The first thing we did is we filed our notice to take his deposition. Yes, we also filed a motion uh, to dismiss based upon multiple mistakes in the causes of action and so on. But we have that discovery in, and that's what we're now um, you know, benefiting from. You have to, it's like having a massive boulder, and you're trying to roll that boulder up a hill. If you try to sprint it and just keep moving and keep moving and moving, eventually what will happen, you run out of steam. And then the boulder will run you over and kill you. That's Donald Trump. So what do you do? Take it slow. Little patience. Patience goes a long way here. And today, we're just going to do two, three inches. And tomorrow, two, three inches. And then the next day, two, three inches. And maybe on Thursday, I feel a little stronger. We're going to go four inches. And then maybe on Friday, the same, right? On Shabbos, we're going to rest. And then we're going to start again on Sunday, all right? So ultimately, as I always say about the wheels of justice turn slowly, they ultimately come full circle. So ultimately, with time, that boulder will now be at the top of the mountain and we will be, you know, where we need to be. And that's exactly what's happening. And a lot of the thanks goes to you, goes to the brigaders, goes to the supporters of my of you know Midas Touch Network, of Maya Culpa, um, of Michael Cohen, of team hashtag team Cohen. A lot of the um assistance came from you. I couldn't have done this without you, without the support of everybody. You know, these actions, they're not just emotionally draining. They're not just physically draining. You know, when you get a 200-page document that you have to go through, when you have to sit, as I did, uh, for example, in like the attorney general's case, which they are going to use against me um, for this specific case as well, you got to go through each and every one of those pages. You have to go through the document. You have to watch the video of you being transcribed to ensure that what you say is actually what was being transcribed and that there are no errors because what's on that paper ends up uh, being attested to. And, you know, that then just becomes, uh, unless you change it, uh, it's, you know, that it's the answer. And so you have to be very, very careful. There is so much work that goes into this. And this isn't compensable work. You know, this is work that you're doing in order to protect democracy for all of us. You know, the last time that we were all together, I turned around and I, I, I tell you, and I spoke about this as well on our after show. One of the big concerns that I have for American democracy as it relates to Trump is people don't want to listen to what Donald is telling them. Again, I hear these MAGA morons, and I refer to them as the idiots with the four teeth and the three brain cells, or sometimes it's three teeth and four brain cells. But, And they usually get married and have a kid with less than one brain cell. Here's the biggest problem. Donald is telling you right off the bat what he intends to do. It's not Michael Cohen making it up because I have some animus. It's not Ben Micellis turning around and making it up because he has some animus. This is specifically 
what Donald Trump is telling us. And yet, for whatever reason, these MAGA morons just refuse to listen. The first thing he's telling us is on day number one, if he is reelected, he's going to rewrite the Constitution. I mean, the, the fucking chutzpah, the nerve of this guy thinking that he has the intellectual capacity to rewrite the Constitution. The fucking asshole doesn't even know how to spell Constitution. He's never even read the Constitution. Yeah, he knows the Second Amendment. He knows the First Amendment because he violated mine. You know, he knows the Fifth Amendment. That's certainly for sure, right? So other than that, you start questioning. He doesn't know what he's talking about on basically anything. Everything is made up, and it's from, uh, it's from the perspective that benefits him. And why do I say he's going to rewrite the Constitution? Because it's important what he wants to do. And again, it's not, it's just us providing you with facts. Look it up. I'm not the one who's saying it. I'm repeating what Donald said. He wants to separate out the legislative and the judicial branches from a tripartite system of checks and balances, meaning all power will now vest in the hands of solely the executive branch, which means what? Solely in the hands of the chief executive of the executive branch, i.e. the president of the United States of America, that being him. Well, you're not a president when you have sole and absolute power to do whatever you want. You are now the king. You're the monarch. You're the supreme leader. You're the Fuhrer. You're whatever you want to call the guy, but whatever it is, you're not calling him president. You're calling him ruler, and that's what he wants to be. Well, what did he say the other day? If, in fact, right, he had his way, he thinks General Milley, General Mark Milley, a four-star general, the highest-ranking general, member of the chief of staff, he believes that his actions are treasonous, and he would call for Mark Milley's execution. Could you imagine this shit? A man who has given his entire life to to the preservation of democracy, to American values. He really personifies America's military, America's values. He's a decent man who contacted China in order to tell them that there is no nuclear alert that they need to be concerned about because there were rumors going around that Donald, in order to stay in power, was going to start a war with China. And he set the record straight. And Trump finds that to be, what, disloyal. Therefore, Mark Milley, General Mark Milley, should be executed. Now, again, this isn't Michael Cohen. Google it. Look for yourself. Verify the facts so you understand that when we bring this stuff to you, it's not innuendo. It's facts. The problem with Donald having absolute power, and this is something that the Supreme Court justices, members of Congress, the businessmen that are right now supporting him, the billionaire class, that tenth of one percent, and that he has helped to make so much money for over his uh, presidential administration, they need, just like every citizen in America, they need to be extremely cautious of that vote uh, in terms of voting for Donald because the second this guy has that ability within which to rewrite the Constitution to take full power over the government, he will take their money too. And as soon as he gets the opportunity, which will be day number two, any Supreme Court justice who voted against him that allowed his tax returns, for example, to be released to um, you know to Alvin Bragg or to um, Fannie Willis or to Tish James or whoever, he will bag them and tag them and lock their asses away in Guantanamo. He will have absolute power to do whatever he wants. And I know it sounds hyperbolic and it sounds dystopian and it sounds like it's right out of the handmaid's tale and so on. It's exactly the power he thinks that he will be able to take. And you know what? Once this guy is controlling the military, once that he has the ability to turn around and to rewrite the Constitution, which is something he wants to do, day number one, there will be no stopping him. And something that, you know, that I spoke to um, so many people about, including Joy Reid last night, once you lose your democracy, once you lose a right, it is almost impossible to get back. And rest assured, the second that Donald Trump grabs a hold of one of those constitutional rights to violate yours for his benefit, 
We'll never see it again. We will never recognize democracy, American democracy, ever again if Donald has his way. And it's why voting and making sure, like Ben Shirt, you vote blue all the way is so important. By the way, General Milley did not call his China counterpart on his own. It was actually Donald Trump's former Secretary of Defense, Esper, who told him to do that. And Donald Trump hates his old Secretary of Defense, hates his old general, hates his own attorney general, hates everybody who worked for him who wasn't 100% obedient. Even if you were 99.9% .9 obedient like Bill Barr was. You are now a rhino if you literally don't kiss that man's disgusting feet. I want to show you this clip, though. This is from President Biden today in this really important speech he gave in Arizona at the opening of this uh, library for the late, great Senator John McCain. And he addresses what Donald Trump said to General Milley. Watch what took place. Play it. Accusations against of treason, treason against the major news network because they don't like its coverage. I don't know what the hell I'd say about Fox if that becomes the rule. But think about it. I'm joking, but think about it. Tomorrow, I have the honor of overseeing the change of responsibilities of the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff of the United States military. From one genuine hero and patriot, General Mark Milley, to another, General C.Q. Brown. Both both defining leaders of our time. And yet, here is what you hear from MAGA extremists about the retiring Patriot General honoring his oath to the Constitution. Quote, he's a traitor, end of quote. In times gone by, the punishment, quote, in times gone by, the punishment would have been death, end of quote. This United States of America this is the United States of America. And although I don't believe even a majority of Republicans think that, the silence is deafening. The silence is deafening. Hardly any Republican called out such heinous statements. Just as they watched one MAGA senator outrageously said blocking the promotions of hundreds of top military leaders and affecting not only those leaders, but their families, their children. My extremists claim support of our troops, but they're harming military readiness, leadership, troop morale, freezing pay, freezing military families in limbo. Just they look the other way when the defeated former president refused to pay respects at an American cemetery near Paris, referring to the American servicemen buried there, and I've been to the cemetery, as suckers and losers. Quotes. I'm not making this up. I know we all tried not to remember it, but that's what he said. He calls servicemen suckers. And I, what he says there is, I know we all try to not remember it. And that's this kind of amnesia that people have when it comes to the things that Donald Trump says. It's why what you heard Michael Cohen say before is so important to talk about the things that Donald Trump is saying. One other observation I want to make, as I look at President Biden standing before the American flags, that's our flag. That should not be disgraced by MAGA Republicans and weirdo photos of Donald Trump on it or draped around them as they invade the Capitol or used as weapons to batter and attack and kill police officers. That flag belongs to us. That's the flag of our democracy. That's the United States of America flag, not the MAGA flag, not the Trumpy traitor flag, the United States of America. Folks, we have a lot more show here, a lot to discuss, including the sham impeachment hearings by MAGA Republicans that fortunately backfired in their face. And I want to remind you all as well, you heard about it before. We do an after show here now on the political beatdown at patreon.com slash political beatdown p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash political beatdown that community has been growing rapidly 
Cohen and I did a Zoom where we got to meet all of you. It was great to have Cohen and myself connect with all of you who joined the Patreon community. We also do incredible after shows where Michael Cohen has shared very personal, heartfelt stories about himself, about experiences he's had, about his life that he's never shared anywhere before. Those are all archived there. We don't have outside investors here at the Midas Touch Network or on Political Beatdown. The way we grow is through things like our Patreon. So please consider joining patreon.com slash political beatdown. We'll be right back after this break. Heart health and staying healthy, especially when you have a family that you want to be able to spend as much time with as possible is so important. We all have a heartfelt reason to support our blood pressure. In fact, more than half the U.S. population would benefit from blood pressure support. Superbeats heart shoes are an easy and convenient way to support healthy blood pressure, and they promote heart-healthy energy. Paired with a healthy lifestyle, the antioxidants in Superbeats are clinically shown to be nearly two times more effective at promoting normal blood pressure than a healthy lifestyle alone. And with over 30,000 five-star reviews and counting, Superbeats heart shoes are having their moment. Superbeats heart shoes are incredibly delicious and so much better than any alternative supplements out there. I take my Superbeats heart shoes each morning and it's really kickstarted my morning routine so I have the energy to do my hot takes on the Midas Touch Network. After taking my Super Beats hard shoes, I feel like I have more energy and I'm ready to take on the day. Super Beats hard shoes support healthy circulation so you not only get blood pressure support, you also get productive heart healthy energy without the crash. Support your heart health with Super Beats hard shoes. Get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Chews and a free full-size bag of turmeric chews valued at $25 by going to the website beatdownbeats.com. That's beatdownbeats.com. Get this exclusive offer only at B-E-A-T-D-O-W-N-B-E-E-T-S.com. That's beatdownbeats.com. Beat down beats. They gave us our own website. Not bad. I love the beat down beats. But Cohen, I want to talk to you about what I showed before the break. I know that that speech by President Biden right there was stirring. It was patriotic. I know you have some thoughts. What'd you think? I think that by listening to Joe Biden, you feel good about America. You feel you feel a oneness with America, whereas there's nothing but divisiveness when you start to listen to the Republicans um, talking about America. They don't talk about America as one unit. They talk about America as Republicans, America. And I think it's extremely dangerous. In fact, I know it's very dangerous to our future if we allow them to continue. You know, it's no different than today. They had this professor, uh, Professor Turley. It's more like Professor Turdley. I mean, what a fucking asshole. In fact, I don't particularly like this, this professor. He's over at GW University, a complete, a complete fox and friends asshole. And you know, they brought him on, the Republicans, in order to talk about the impeachment. And that's what the impeachment here. You sit there and you say to yourself, you know, everyone has the right to see things the way they want. But what you don't have the right to do is to make stuff up in order to get to where you need to go. Now, he happened to, in this specific case, provided the right answer, which drove the Republicans crazy. And he said, I just don't see that there's an impeachment here. But I want to use the example. If his sky is blue out because it's 11 o'clock in the morning, right, and you're in Hawaii, right, with my friend Cheyenne over there, right, let me be very clear about something. It's not midnight. It's not black outside, and you're not seeing the moon. It's just that simple, and they can say whatever they want. They don't see reality the way that we see reality. And what they're doing is they're all following Donald Trump's, as Judge Angoron wrote, in that scathing 35-page document, that his sense of reality 
is not our sense of reality. And this is the problem. It is so imperative upon all of us to ensure, regardless on what state that you're at, that you need to make sure to vote blue. Why? Because you can't have people like Comer, like Jim Jordan, like Ted Cruz, Matt Gaetz, Josh Hawley, uh, Lauren Boebert, Marjorie Toilet Green. You can't have these people in Congress. George Santos, you know, you can't have these people in Congress making decisions that affect you and I, again, regardless of what state that you live in. They're all now trying to hold up everything. Oh, they're going to hold up Ukrainian support. They're going to hold up, um, you know, the approval of um, our military leaders. You know, I mean, anything that they can do to try to hurt Biden, they're willing to do without any thought to the fact that by doing so, they're hurting the country, their constituents as well, but even those that aren't the constituents. And for that reason and that reason alone, they need to go. You mentioned the sham impeachment inquiry hearing today, and wow, did it backfire in the face of MAGA Republicans. But if MAGA Republicans performing well at a hearing was a stock, I would short that in a second all day, every day, because they never have evidence. And the Democratic members, I'm tired of people saying these people are not good messengers. They are. They're really good messengers. This new group of Democrats in the House of Representatives. First, I want to show you this clip of AOC asking the three witnesses that the MAGA Republicans called today if they have any actual facts about what they're about to testify to. You had a professor, you had a former person from the tax division of the Department of Justice who posts these like racist and weirdo anti-Biden memes, and then you had some accountant. None of them have any connection to President Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, or the case. Watch what happens. Play the clip of AOC. Mr. Turley, I have a simple question for you. In your testimony today, are you presenting any firsthand witness account of crimes committed by the President of the United States? No, I'm not. No, you are not. Ms. O'Connor, you are the second uh, Republican witness here today. Have you, in your testimony, presented any firsthand witness account of crimes committed by, pre by the President of the United States? I have not. Thank you. Now, Mr. Dubinsky, as the third and final Republican witness uh, in this hearing, have you, in your testimony, presented any firsthand witness account of crimes committed by the President of the United States? Uh, I have not. And Professor Gerhardt, uh, given that you are the minority witness, I assume the same, correct? I am not a fact witness, correct. Thank you. And to clarify... Now, I can show you a lot of clips from the hearing, but this one, to me, sums up not just this hearing, but the difference right now between the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. It's by Democratic Congress member Gregorio Cazar, and he asks a very basic question. Let me play it for you and tell me what you think. Play this clip. Can everyone on the Oversight Committee say the same thing? Well, members of the Oversight Committee, please raise your hand if you believe both Hunter and Trump should be held accountable for any of the indictments against them if convicted by a jury of their peers. We can take a minute. No, it's, it's serious. This is a serious matter. If y'all need to think about it, we can take a moment and think about it. It is serious. This is very serious. Think well, about the, it. Should both Hunter and well, Trump the be question. held accountable? I want to see whether you'd raise your hands. Should Hunter and Trump both be held accountable if they are found guilty on any of their indictments? Raise your hand if you think that equal justice under the law applies and Trump should be held accountable. I think it is worse than embarrassing that Republicans won't raise their hands. They refuse to say that equal justice under the law should apply to everyone. And when you step back and think about then it, then what about the January 6th defendant? It's Chairman, kind of scary. Of this double standard insults the institutions of Congress that people fought and died to build. This impeachment hearing clearly is not about justice. We cannot say equal justice under the law for everyone except for the guy who holds the leash. 
Yeah, no Republican raised their hand. And I want to say this. Marjorie Taylor Greene then interjects and says, what about the January 6th defendants? Well, if they're found to be innocent, then they will be innocent. They are held to the same standard. Yet the Department of Justice has presented those cases before juries and has never lost a single jury trial. That is the difference between MAGA Republicans and Democrats. If Hunter Biden is found guilty, he should be held accountable, period, full stop. It's easy to say, but MAGA Republicans worship their Fuhrer. It's weird, and going back to what President Biden said, it's un-American. You know, as we have dealt with the GOP members, think about how many attacks have been levied against AOC. And why are they attacking her? Because she's young, because she's smart, because she's mouthy, because she's attractive. I don't know the reason why. Maybe all the reasons above, right? A, B, C, D. Well, let's go with E, all of the above. They attack her because she's everything that they're not. She's well thought out. She is concise in her thought process. She asks pertinent and relevant questions. She's succinct in them. She elicits a response to the questions that explain the purpose why those people were there in the first place. There's no fucking around by her. She's there in order to do something to get her job done, and that's to elicit responses that explain Again, why these witnesses were called there, why our members of Congress are busy right now holding hearings instead of trying to figure out other issues that they are so desperately needed to be figuring out. I t- I give her so much credit. She is legitimately the about now I don't agree with every single thing that AOC puts forth. I don't want, you know, people to, I'm not um, you know, like these sycophantic GOP assholes that won't raise their hand. That if Joe, if Hunter Biden or Joe Biden are found guilty, that they should receive the same treatment that Donald J. Trump should receive or anyone should receive. I'm not one of those sycophantic followers. I'm just impressed by the fact that she is as succinct and terse and coherent in her questions. It is so well thought out. And the way that she poses these questions to them is so well done that she should be applauded not to be you know denigrated by them simply because they have some other problem with her right they should all take a lesson from her in what it means to be prepared right not like Marjorie Toilet Green that just wants to sit there. She's like Donald. She'll throw out anything which is a knee-jerk reaction to whatever the topic might be because she feels that whatever she says has to be right. Why? Well, because she said it. AOC is thoughtful in her questioning, and she is exactly, she is concise, and she is precise when she's asking those questions. So, so good on her. Thanks to people like her, these hearings actually do have a meaning. Also, we have Democratic Congress member Jared Moskowitz, who I think summed it up all very beautifully. Play this clip. Seconds to Mr. Moskowitz. It's your lucky day. You get five minutes and 20 seconds. Uh, Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I think it's your lucky day. What a day we are having here, isn't it? Right? I mean, listen, as a former director of emergency management, I know a disaster when I see one. (laughs) I mean, by the way, you don't don't you don't believe me. Just just ask Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon, your guy, just went on and said, you know, perhaps whose guy Steve Bannon? Yeah, well, you you know who Steve Bannon is. Uh, Perhaps Steve Bannon just went on and said, perhaps the Republicans shouldn't have started with a witness. He was talking about Professor Turley, who was going to say right off the bat that there wasn't an impeachable offense. I quote, he says, perhaps we should have put him on the maybe list for one of our witnesses. Mm. So your other witness, Ms. O'Connor, gave a complete recitation of the last nine months, eight months of these hearings, she went through some of the greatest hits that have come out, right? Everything that has been presented, you know, both in these committees that we've been having, on TV, all of the evidence 
that you guys have been presenting over the last eight months, all of that together, and what does Professor Turley say? It says everything we know at this juncture doesn't rise to the level of impeachment. Boy, that is awkward. I, I mean, I, look, I, it's like political impeachment malpractice. But look. Political impeachment. You know, what I love about him, he's, like, he's, he's almost like a stand-up. He would be a, a great, like, stand-up comic, right? He'd be great for late-night television, like a Jimmy Fallon of some sort. He's got that whole way about him. But everything that he's saying is 100% accurate. You know or you should know. As a lawyer, Ben, you could attest to this because when I used to do trials as well, you never ask a question of your witness that you already don't know the answer that they're going to give. Otherwise, you're ill-prepared. That's what happened with the entire Republican Party today at this impeachment hearing. They had no idea what Turdley was going to say, and Professor Flexi Jerkoff ended up absolutely turning everything around on them and told the truth, told the truth. Now, I personally don't like him. He's continuously attacking me. You know, uh, Michael Cohen is no hero, Michael Cohen. And I never called myself a hero. But he goes, and he likes to write, and he, you know, he has some substack or whatever the heck it is. He likes to write nasty shit about me all the time. You know, that um, I'm a bad guy, that I worked for Donald, I did this, I did that. I mean, he always has something to say about me. So, look, you know, fuck him. Uh, actually, you know what? Let's even give him the two Here it comes. Yes. All right. So, Turdly, that's to you. Fuck you for all the lies and all the shit that you say about me from, you know, on from time to time. Every time that you want to give yourself a couple of extra followers, you know, all he does is he let's go to the Michael Cohen playbook. Let's go say something about Michael. Yeah. Why? Because he needs to find himself a follower and he needs to give himself some credibility and he needs to get some eyeballs, right? It's all about the clicks for this guy. So congratulations, uh, Professor Turdley. All right. You get the two fingers salute today. Fuck you. All right. At the end of the day, it still didn't work for the Republicans. How crazy is that, that they already in advance did not know what he or any of the other witnesses said? In one swoop, in one short question, they went ahead and they completely derailed the entire purpose of the day, which is to try to demonstrate that Biden's did something improper and that, or I should say, Joe Biden did something improper and that therefore impeachment uh, would be warranted. So you know what? Good for the AOCs, good for the Jared Moskowitzes, good for the Democrats, you know, who stood up and who actually took the time to review questions that they were going to ask in order to elicit an honest, truthful, and relevant series of responses. So good for them. And here's the recipient of Michael Cohen's two-finger salute, admitting that there is not evidence to support impeachment. Professor Turley, play the clip. In fact, I do not believe that the current evidence would support articles of impeachment. Moving on, and, let me... In fact, in fact, I don't believe. And so, you know, at least we got the right answer out of him. But again, I'm no fan. By the way, to everybody, I'm, I'm glad he's not my professor. I'll tell you that. Well, it's a sore subject for me. I went to George Washington undergrad. He was not my professor. I redeem myself, though. No, if I, GW has a great law school, except for that professor. I went to Georgetown for law school, so I did not have Professor Turley. I had other constitutional law professors. So, but he is a professor where I went to undergrad, which I am not happy about at all. By the way, thank you to everybody who's been joining our Patreon. It was still some more show. Don't worry. We're not, we're not leaving yet, but patreon.com slash political beatdown. I just see the numbers going up. I'm excited to do our after show. We have so much to talk about. Remember, check it out. And, I'll do, some more, and I'll do some more of my impressions more impressions but it's a great it's a great community there patreon.com slash political beatdown great community here we get to spend a little more time doing the after show stuff and it helps support and grow uh political beatdown so i talked about at the beginning of the show as well donald trump went to a non-union shop in michigan and then pretended fraud pretended that he was in a union shop 
they basically had people show up with signs saying union workers who were not union workers. And then while he was giving the speech, Trump like then disparaged the union workers and then said, I don't believe you should be picketing for these things here. Watch this clip. In other words, your current negotiations don't mean as much as you think. I mean, I watch you out there with the pickets, but I don't think you're picketing for the right thing. But if they- I don't think you're picketing for the right thing. <laughs> he also said that he doesn't support electric vehicles because he thinks it'll get you electrocuted if it touches water. Yes, and, then and he the also same tried- way that the, the windmills are killing the whales. That's the greatest. I mean, give me a goddamn break. It just goes to show you the extent of his ignorance. Absolutely highlights his ignorance. When I, I did a hot take on that uh, in the morning, and I also just showed, I wanted to remind people, like as President Biden said, like, I know we want to forget about these things, but like we can't. So I, I showed the speech in my hot take, or I showed the, the, the part in the hot take where Donald Trump talked about injecting himself with bleach from when COVID uh, hit our shores. And he says, like a miracle, it's all going to go away. Inject yourself with bleach. Um, and then Donald Trump tried to portray himself as I alone can fix it. And he said that he's a working class person and he's been around workers his entire life and he's there for workers. That's what he continued to say. Well, you've been there screwing workers your entire life life. You've been not paying your contractors. You've been anti-union. You've blamed unions. You've blamed workers uh, for everything. And your policies were to help the billionaire class screw over workers. That's Those are just the facts. And Cohen, we got to stick to the facts. I'll give you the final word. Yeah, look, uh, at the end of the day, I wish that Donald would have injected himself in his eyeball, you know, with bleach. In that way, you know, he'd be falling down the fucking steps as he's, you know, coming off of Air Force One or now Air Force One as his 757 is referred. And it's it's enough at this point in time. We've all just had enough. America needs to uh, America needs to return to you know, it's exceptionalism. We need to be a unified country to the same extent as after we go through certain situations, whether it's unfortunate devastation from uh, a hurricane or from a volcano or from a a far, you know, wildfires or from, you know, God forbid, another uh, 9-11 type attack. We were all unified. We were America. We were a party of one. We can have our differences. Ben, you and I, despite the fact that we are here together on political beatdown on Midas Touch Network, we are together talking to our brigaders. We don't agree on everything and we're not supposed to. But nevertheless, I'm we still have enough respect for one another that we can listen to each other's differences and try to come up with something, a negotiation that benefits everybody else around us. That's the purpose of Congress. That's the purpose of the tripartite system, not in Donald Trump's mind. In his mind, he and he alone can fix it. And the funny thing is that as he talks more and more about trying to fix it, All he's really talking about is providing himself with more and more power, more and more power over your constitutional rights. And I say this and, you know, a lot of people always say to me, oh, it's a little hyperbolic, a little hyperbolic. Let me be very clear. And I hope you've read my book, Revenge, how Donald Trump weaponized the United States Department of Justice against his critics. Be very be forewarned. And I'm warning everyone right now, which is why I ask everyone to please buy the book, not only because it helps to support the cause, thank you, they're salty, but also because I want you to understand the playbook that Donald Trump will use. And the importance of revenge is what happens when Donald Trump has his eye on you and is angry at you. What is it that he can do to hurt you? And that's what revenge lays out in a very, very precise manner. He will do this, as I said before, to the billionaire class. 
He wants to be the richest man in the world. He will go to the Jeff Bezoses of the world. He will go to the Zuckerbergs of the world. He will go to the to the Bill Gates of the world. He will go to the richest people the same way Mohammed bin Salman did it to his to his family members in Saudi Arabia. He will lock them up in the ballroom over at Mar-a-Lardo, and he will tell them, sign over. 99% of your money. I'm going to leave each and every one of you with a billion dollars. That's more than any one of you will ever need, blah, blah, blah. And he will take the rest for himself. And people say, come on, get the fuck out of here. How is that possible? This is America. Does It is not America when Donald Trump has full executive power over the country that he could decide life or death, as in his statements regarding General Milley, whether he can decide freedom or incarceration, as he did to me. What he did to me was a test run. And thank God a million times for just for Justice um, Alvin K. Hellerstein, who saw through the government's bullshit, who saw through Bill Barr's bullshit, who saw through Donald Trump's bullshit and had me immediately released and even did something further in that decision. He turned around and stated, any further actions towards Michael Cohen must come through my courthouse, my courtroom. He wasn't giving them an opportunity to try it a second time, knowing exactly the people that he was dealing with. So thank God for him. My biggest fear right now, and I talk about it, and again, it's not to be hyperbolic, that what happened to me which is why I have that lawsuit, Michael Cohen versus United States of America, Bill Barr, Donald Trump, et cetera. My goal is to ensure that what they did to me never, ever, ever happens to anyone, any U.S. citizen ever again, all right? And unfortunately, if Donald Trump ends up in the White House, rest assured, it's not just Michael Cohen who's in peril. It's everyone at MSNBC. It's everyone at CNN. It's our Supreme Court justices. It's many of the federal court justices. It's people of journalists. It's the millionaire, billionaire class. It's going to be anyone, anyone that didn't support Donald Trump that he somehow manages to get his eye on. He'll set up a task force just the way Stalin used to do it. Anybody that turns around and says, hey, uh, let's just say Anthony over there who's just signed on, right? Anthony is not a supporter of mine. Therefore, find out who he is, go to his place and lock him up. And I know it sounds crazy, but so is the idea of losing your First Amendment constitutional right. So is the idea that a woman should not have the right to choose uh, over her reproductive system. I mean, these are crazy thoughts all of us have to acknowledge. And rest assured, Donald Trump will take it to the nth degree. And that is why this community is so important and that we together, we stick together and that we make sure that our voices are heard and that we're out there come, you know, come November uh, for the 2024 election and we vote like our democracy depends on it because it does. A little bit of breaking news here at the end. Donald Trump has opted not to remove the Georgia State RICO case from Fulton County Superior Court to federal court. I will do a hot take or one of our correspondents will do a hot take on that today. But I wanted to let you all know that. And look, let's uplift this pro-democracy community. The most important thing that I think we can all do in this community is let's be compassionate let's let's set the example let's be role models all of us in our lives and let's show people that it is important to be compassionate intelligent thoughtful evidence-based and unapologetically pro-democracy it's why I'm so honored to be a part of this community that you all created. There are so many communities that are built on hate and division and misogyny and otherizing people. But here you all built a community of love and compassion, intelligence and pro-democracy. And I'm so humbled to be a part of. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Spread the message about political beatdown. Let a family member, friend, coworker, colleague, neighbor, whoever is in your life, let them know about it. The, the most basic way you can help out. The next way you can help out is subscribe on our YouTube channel. Hit subscribe right now. That's free. Subscribe wherever you get audio podcasts. Just search political beatdown. It's great on audio as well. Audio listeners subscribe to YouTube. YouTube watchers 
subscribe on audio. Just search Political Beatdown, hit subscribe, leave a five-star review. That's free. It's simple. You can do it in 10 seconds, and it helps the show out a lot. Finally, we're going to do an after show now. I may ask Cohen a few questions about this deposition that I didn't get answered. I may have some other questions for him on the after show, but I see lots of people joining right now. So now's the time to join patreon.com slash political. Please, Ben, but just also don't forget, please, everyone, subscribe, rate, listen, share, mea culpa. It's it's so important. Again, uh, it's soon it's going to be on the Midas Touch Network as well in approximately about less than a month. So uh, we'll be talking to you about Maya Culpa as well uh, from the Midas Touch Network. Um, again, subscribe, listen, rate, share. Enjoy it because it's great. I'm, fu- I'm, I'm funny on that show too. I think you're I think you're funnier here, but I think you're very funny there. And I love Maya Culpa, the the OG Maya Culpa. Patreon.com slash political beatdown. We're recording the after show now. We're gonna see you next week on Political Beatdown. We'll have more breaking news throughout the day on the Midas Touch Network. And Cohen and I will have more breaking news on what's going on in his case when that becomes available to us. Thank y'all for watching Political Beatdown. Shout out to the Midas Mighty. <laughs> 